This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report podcast. Today's guest, Ozzy Rodriguez, to talk to us all about what it was like to host a podcast and sort of the demise of uh, the WP Bacon show and what it's like now to be back into the sea of full 100% freelancer mode and finding the right clients, right? Before we get to talk a little bit more about that, this show brought to you by Conductor Plugin. It's my latest plugin from the team over at Slocum. It makes displaying WordPress content a cinch. So if you or your clients have custom post types and product pages and blog posts, and you just want to say, hey, give me this on my homepage, I want three custom post types with these custom fields displayed. Can I do that really easy without diving into the code and creating my own loop and adding to the loop and hacking core? Yes, you can. It's called Conductor. Check it out, mattreport.com slash conductor plugin. And you can find out more about that. And we got a special bonus for those of you listening to the Matt Report podcast. You can save a boatload of money on the developer license if you get in now. It's mattreport.com slash conductor. Uh, let's get back to Ozzy. Ozzy, uh, originally from my neck of the woods around the Boston area, now living out in California, ran a great show uh, with Rob New called the WP Bacon Podcast. Uh, I think many of you may have heard it. If you, if you haven't, uh, you've run out of luck. It's, it's no longer on the air. We're going to talk about the challenges of podcasting and what it was like. And, and actually, we're going to talk a lot about how SEO affected that show. So if you do some SEO consulting and you're talking to folks about SEO, this might be a really interesting show for you because we're going to talk about some of the uh, effects that SEO had on his show. And we're going to talk about him as a freelancer, right? And now how he's finding clients all the way from you know, dog walkers to the enterprise level client um, and just finding the right clients that want to work with you, servicing them well. It's an awesome show. I hope you enjoy it. MattReport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Of course, over on MattReport, uh, the blog, you can listen in. We're on YouTube. You can watch the videos. Go ahead and leave a five-star review in iTunes because it's really helping me move up the ladders of the category that I'm in. And it'll help get the show noticed a little bit more. We'll find some more listeners and uh, get just build the, the community, right? And get more people interested in talking about WordPress and entrepreneurship and either launching your services agency or building WordPress product, right? We're, we're talking about all of those things here on this show. And I really hope you do enjoy it. And so far from the feedback after doing this for over two years, it's been pretty positive. So I really appreciate that. Uh, another way that you can sort of get deeper into the WordPress entrepreneurship world, mattreport.com slash join. Uh, become part of one of the many members in the private forums where we're talking all about this stuff. We're talking about WordPress businesses. We're having mastermind calls. Folks are getting advice from other folks. It's really fun, and uh, it's definitely a great value. mattreport.com slash join. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Matt Report. Matt, Matt. Matt Rama, what is it? What, what show is this? I'm, I've got stage fright because I've got Ozzy Rodriguez on the call, uh, former co-host of the WP Bacon uh, WordPress podcast, and now freelancer ready to dominate the world. Uh, let me get the show. Let me get the show correct. It's the Matt Report podcast, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurships. We talk about. WordPress businesses and entrepreneur. If you haven't been around, uh, where the heck have you been? It's the number one show for that uh, for that segment. As large as that segment is, we're just dominating. We are just dominating. Uh, now with uh, an executive producer, uh, Lisa, our editor, Dave, and things are really rocking here. If you want to find out more, mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. I am super excited about this show today. Welcome, Ozzy. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Ozzy, I, uh, you, I, you, you interviewed me a while back for your show, uh, the WP Bacon Podcast. Yep. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about why, uh, why you started it, sort of why we're on sort of a hiatus. Uh, but before we do get into that, we want to talk about your life as a freelancer, especially in WordPress. So who are you and what do you do in the WordPress space? Uh, my name is Ozzy Rodriguez. I... Uh, I work out of my home in San Jose, California. I develop um, WordPress themes. Uh, I do custom WordPress development, so um, that's you know themes, plugins, um, 
custom stuff for backends for like startups. There's a lot of startups in the area, so um, I do a lot of stuff with uh, with startups. Say they need something special, or if, even if it's just like a like an intro intranet site for them to uh, to do stuff on the backend. So I do quite a bit of that too. So um, yeah, just all stuff with WordPress, all beautiful things with WordPress. <laughs> all the beautiful things. Uh, primarily focused around the Genesis products, right? Uh, framework themes or yeah, just so branching out? Um, yeah, so I I used to uh, do stuff with like, uh, I used to start off with like underscores, um, you know, or just some whatever I could find. I found Genesis two, I won't say like two years ago, um, and I just kind of fell in love with the, the whole idea of it. Uh, been using it. So if it's yeah, if it's uh, like a theme or anything theme related, I, I tend to use uh, Genesis. Uh, mostly custom built stuff. Um, I haven't used very many of their of their like uh, their templates or uh, their own like the Studio Press themes. But um, I think it's a really good product. So. So you're you're primarily building out. You're using the framework, but you're building out custom themes on top of that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, for those in the audience who might not have heard about Studio Press or Genesis, you know, what's the what's the pros for using that? I mean, why why should a developer, maybe particularly particularly somebody new to the WordPress space, why should they look at Genesis? Yeah, so um, it's it streamlines your development. I'd, I'd say for it's for somebody just entering the WordPress like like theme world. I mean, they have like really cool um, themes to start with. Um, you can kind of get your feet wet as far as how WordPress works. Um, you'll learn it kind of the Genesis way. Um, and they have like really cool themes. Uh, the reason why I like it and it's for like experience, like an experienced developer, it kind of streamlines your, your process as far as how things work. Um, you're not having to like learn new ways to do things or um, and then a lot of stuff that you you have to do like every time, like let's say like in underscores, um, you don't have to worry about so much because it's all already done for you, um, so that's why I like it. It just kind of it speeds up my process and saves me a lot of time. Mm. Um, is there so. is there one or two or three common things that that you use Genesis for? Is it being able to modify home pages easier? I'm just really trying to get down to like the one, two, three, or like the one, two combo of why to use Genesis or a framework for that matter yeah. when jumping in. So if you're, uh, the reason why I like Genesis as a framework, it actually, it's actually has nothing to do with code. So uh, the security of it, um, like it's, uh, like, you know, it's like it's audited by like Mark Jaquith. Um, so that's really cool. Um, it's built with uh, SEO in mind. So, and it works really well with the Yoast SEO plugin. Um, Yoast actually, he builds Genesis themes for sale. And so like, you know, and he makes that awesome plugin, um, so they work really well together. Um, and then the third, uh, it's, it just lets you do everything easier, I guess. Like removing, um, it's just doing all sorts of edits to your to any kind of page. Um, you don't have to do it. Like there's not a specific template that you have to go in and go edit. You can just do that from like a functions file, or um, yeah, you can do it from like a page template, or you know, but um, you can just do it. You don't have to like go through like tons of files to edit something. You know, like a line out of something. Um, you can just kind of do it on the fly because everything's based on actions and hooks or, and filters. It, so it's fair to say, and and what I really want to get to is in the recent, well, in the time of this uh, recording, which is close to the end of July. Um, recently, uh, lots of chatter in the WordPress space about. Developers, not developers. Uh, Tom McFarlane yeah. dubbing it uh, implementer, mm -hmm. and from my own experience, right? For people in the in the pro community of Matterport, people who have contacted me before saying, "Where do I start in the WordPress development world?" I heard uh, Genesis was great. A lot of them just starting out, like filters and uh, and mm -hmm. actions. Yeah. They're 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 not even there yet, right? They're yeah. they're thinking that they're gonna buy Genesis, and they're like, oh, like you just said, I can remove the author byline. Oh, so where is that option? Where do I click that? Yeah. No, no, no. You still have to create. Yeah. functions. There's file. still some coding you have to do. Um, What's yes. your take on on this whole on this whole implementer, developer, programmer, engineer? What's I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Um, just because 
so much, so many times like this. Oh well, I'm a developer, or um, you know, I, I can do this, or I can do that. So that means I'm that. Um, it's you know, there's room for everybody, really. Um, and what I think the problem, the cool thing with, I'd like, I'd like to see more of that, um, is because, say, like I go to a client, like I have, you know, I get a phone call. That's a, you know, and their and their take on it is, well, my last developer couldn't really do this, and I go and I start looking around. It's like, they, well, I don't really think they were a developer per se, you know. So there's a, so the more, you know, the more it's okay not to say like. Okay. Well, no, I I don't do that, or like, no, I'm not really good at that. That's not in my wheelhouse. Um, the more a, the more willing we are to to say that, the better it's going to be for everybody. There's room for everyone. Like that's, uh, like the space is huge. So, um, you know, from editing themes, like there's people like make a living, you know, the doing stuff on WordPress, and all they do is theme customizations. You know, a couple hundred bucks a pop or whatever, and that's what they do, and they set up your theme for you. Um, so there's that, like, you know, just from the very beginning. Um, so I, I just think it's good. To, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. I think anybody that would take exception to it is kind of, they're probably faking it themselves. Like, they, they'd want to be called something that they're really not. So um, I think it's, yeah. it's a good. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's probably one of the best uh, reasons why that you can get into WordPress because there are different uh, levels that you can enter, especially if you're trying to start a business um, or a career for yourself, that kind of thing. And there's, like you said, there there is room for everybody, uh, as long as you're sort of doing it right, I guess. Right. right. So I mean, <laughs> as as long as you're not just coming in, uh, backing up the U-Haul and just dumping plugins to to get somebody's site up and running, or hacking together a core or something like that. Uh, yeah. There is, you know, there is the wrong way, and then there is the right way, and it's those who are really trying to do it the right way, um, which I guess sort of uh, is that learning curve in the beginning, right? So there's going to be all this stuff you have to learn. You're like, why do I want to do that? Like this customer said that they paid me a thousand bucks, and in one hour, I can take mm -hmm. 15 plugins and slap it together with a forty dollar theme forest theme, and I'm done. Yeah, yeah there's uh, a reason sure, why I don't want to do that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your mar your margins are tremendous. Yeah. Uh, but there is going to be some kind of recourse. There's going to be that support. There's going to be the, the updating and stuff like that. Yeah. At what point do you look at Genesis and say, nah, this is this might not be the right the right tool for the job? Um, I mean, definitely. So, like, any uh, um, you know what? I use it like on ninety five percent of the stuff that I do. I'm trying to think of the last time that I didn't use it. I mean, of course, like a plugin. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, but gosh, as far as like anything theme based, like where, you know, anything was templatized, like it's been a long time since I didn't use Genesis just for the, I mean, there's a, there's a pretty steep learning curve when you first start on it. After you get over that, I mean, it just makes like, it just makes everything so easier. You know, I just fire up a, um, you know, like a VVV install or, or whatever, you know, add a new install to a server and, all right, I'm I'm hacking away on it. So, um, so it's solving like, it's solving almost ninety five percent of your client requests. Yeah, like it oh. does. It pretty much does everything that that I that I need it to. Awesome. Um, I was like I was you know I'm always down to try new things. So I I definitely want to go try out like Thesis 2.0. Um, we had uh, Chris Pearson on the on the podcast as well. Um, and you know there's all these all these other frameworks that. I'd love to try out, you know, as, as I have time. Um, and that was, like, for you, like, people, like, want to get into WordPress and starting a business, always stay learning. I know we're going to get to that stuff later on, but like, always just keep exploring new avenues of ways to either do things or make more money, so. Yeah, and actually, right right now, we're going to transition to that. Um, you know, <laughs> there, again, back to all the chatter that's been going on, and um, I saw, actually, David... Uh, Dave Bissett um, tweeted something out the other day uh, because of all this sort of uh, chatter going on. Just hey, you know what? Everybody, just take a step back and just be happy that you're that we're in this environment that we're in. Right. So whether or not you're making, you know, a million dollars a year, or if you're making right. fifteen thousand dollars a yeah. year, be happy that there is growth in this market. So mm -hmm. as you know, in part of the pre-interview, you said that you were making a shift towards focusing on this freelancer, being part of the community a little bit more. So what steps 
can you give uh, to others listening to this to, to, to get to get noticed, to get found and, and to develop their own business? Um, uh, networking um, is probably a big thing. Um, just getting getting to know other people in the space, really. Um, I mean, that's how I met Rob. Like, we're, you know, like we're the other guy from uh, the WP Bacon podcast. Um, we're both Genesis people, and, like, I actually, I've never met Rob in person. We started talking on Twitter one day, and from there, you know, that's where the love began. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, yeah, like, networking, um, I do a lot of, I go to a lot of meetups in my area. There's three that I go to regularly. Um, that's always fun. Uh, you, you'll be surprised how much, like, especially in those, uh, like, in those small groups. Um, I mean, some meetups are really big, but the ability to help others, how much that comes back to you. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, I believe in karma, but it, it works out for me. So, um, but yeah, just going out there and helping, you know, trying to be altruistic with your, with your time and um, your efforts, but yeah, networking big and like meetups are really good um, to do that stuff. And then most of my stuff is word of mouth. Um, you know, you just do good work. Like you, um, like you were saying, like that. You know, you charge a client like oh a thousand bucks, and I'll load fifteen plugins and a forty dollar forty dollar theme forest theme. Um, that's not doing good work. So <laughs> um, if you want more clients after that. You know, that margin might be high, but try getting another client where they're going to let you do that. Um, you know, just do good work. Like, and find out what it is to make something right or, you know, what it is to do good work. Like, that's not good work. But a lot of people wouldn't know that that isn't. So, um, you know, always be learning to just – the better you get, the more you know, the better I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, and the more successful you're going to be later on. Yeah, one of the things uh, – so I guess it's, it's fair to say that if – if you're looking to sort of get found in the community or just find other community members, go to your, your local WordPress meetup, your local WordCamp. Those are happening like every single weekend, if not multiples every single weekend by this point. Um, Meetup.com is another great place. And uh, and I find like if you're going to other like marketing, Meetup.com meetups, that's awesome. Other business and entrepreneur things, that's awesome. Um I'd even say the same if you know if you've never been. A lot of folks maybe in the audience have been to a WordCamp or a WordPress meetup. Uh, get other people that are from outside the community to come into that, because yep. there's a there's a ton of crossover and especially marketers and like content writers, copywriters, uh, graphic designers, and stuff like that. I mean, they should be in that marketing group too, uh, or the, excuse me, they, the marketers and those folks should be in, in the WordPress meetups as well because they have all of us that are in there, right? People that they can collaborate with. I actually found a content writer the other day. It was kind of the same, like what you were alluding to. And you know, so she was talking to me and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll do this on WordPress. She's like, I've never used WordPress. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what, what, what have you been does. using? Yeah, what have you been doing? Like, what have you been using? Like, no, 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 you need to come on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Here's a life raft. So, it's, uh, it, but yeah. It is funny that you say that because uh, Lisa and I were talking about this uh, a few a few days back that at, was at our recent uh, WordPress meetup in Boston, and, you know, there's probably about 50 or so folks in there, and not one of them, you know, they're all freelancers, or, or majority of them were freelancers. And when I asked about if anyone was doing sort of content marketing to get their name out there or to get found or, you know, just to put out some good information, I think one person raised their hand. And you think that in the year 2014, if you're in this space, like it's all, it's all I ever see, right, is blogging, content marketing, podcasts, so on and so forth. But then there's this, this whole lag, right, of people who are not doing it yet. They know they have to. They know it'll benefit them, but they haven't even touched it yet. Yet they are consultants. I know you were heavy on content marketing. Is that something that's still fo uh, one of your primary focuses in the new business? Yeah. So I actually, I do a lot of it for you know. The funny thing is, I do less of it for myself than I do for my clients. Um, and so I, I really should like. I mean, you hear like Lemma talking, and uh, who's another one? Like Jesse Peterson. I don't know if you've ever had him on. Um, but it's, oh, well, we're going to have, like, I'm going to take so many hours every afternoon. I'm going to take an hour every afternoon. I'm just going to write. And if a blog post comes out of it, great. Um, you know, if not, 
maybe something else will come out of it. But so that's something I need to start doing. Um, I do it for client for a lot of client work. The little content marketing that I have done for my uh, for my site has like brought me actual like great business. Um, you know, more visitors, not just more visitors, but like more visitors that would be interested in paying me to do something for them, um, which is what we really want. Um, you know, and so got like yeah, we should like we should be all over that. Um, a lot of us like tech, more technical people, but, like we find it harder to we find it a lot easier to just start writing a bunch of code than start talking about you know a lot of it is finding like topics to write about, which um, maybe since you're sometimes so close to my own thing, it's harder for me to do that, and it's easier for me to do it for my clients. Like oh well, no, like we should do you know you do the research and no, that's what we need to write about this week. Um, so a lot of it's that, but definitely if you're not doing it, um, and write like go read a book on it. Uh, there's so many resources out there for content marketing and how to do it. Um, there's different ways of doing it, um, you know. And so maybe one of those ways would be easier for you um, to go do it. So, but it's definitely it's only going to help you. It's not it's not going to hurt you. So, yeah, uh, I need to take my advice. <laughs> you bring up an interesting point. Um, one that sort of uh, might get overshadowed is you're doing content marketing, you're doing some development stuff. Uh, what that sounds like to me is multiple streams of income, different revenue channels, that kind of thing. You can offer your client a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Is that something that you sort of knew right off the bat? Like, hey, I'm going to jump in with you know, development services, marketing services, and probably support, something like that. Or did you sort of learn that over time and say, hey, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on sort of the more white glove approach and start, start offering, offering these different channels? Yeah, so I mean, so when I first started um, like freelancing, I, just, I was just doing dev work. Like I was just, you know, getting stuff for people. Um, and then I finish it, and okay, well, that was done. Like, you know, there's no other, there's no other money coming in from that. Um, and then I actually had clients that would ask, uh, like, hey, do you do this? Or, like, maintenance was a big one, right? Um, you know, and then, like, you always hear the term, like, SEO, or not anymore. Like, it's internet marketing. Um, so, you know, like, oh, well, do you do that? Um, and so a lot of it just kind of came out from, you know, out of necessity of my clients wanting me to to do it. Um, like I've always been a, it's knowing your limitations, like, you know, I've always been a, like a really good writer. Um, I am pretty social, like if you, like, you saw me on the, like on, not just that podcast, but any other podcast I've been on, um, you know, I can kind of get people to listen to me and get my point across. And so it's the same thing that comes across in the writing. Um, and then maintenance and all that stuff. But yeah, so it, it just came out of, you know, the more you can help your clients, and the other cool thing is you're actually helping them. Like if you if you do it correctly, like yeah, like the maintenance and stuff, you know. But if you're doing like content marketing for them, um, social media marketing for them, um, the RO their ROIs should be like above and beyond like anything that you're you're charging. So not only are you yeah you're making money too, but you're helping your clients make more money. Um, so I think if you that's the other thing. It's 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 also how you approach it. Like if you if you're just like oh, I'm just trying to make money and screw everybody else, you're just you're approaching it wrong, um, yeah. and you're kind of hurting everybody else too at the same time. Like you're hurting right. me if you do that. Right. <laughs> you're hurting Matt. <laughs> you do that. One one of, one of the other uh, popular posts going around this week is uh, Brian Krogsgaard post on uh, how much a web or custom WordPress site should cost, and yeah. it's. You know, one of the things I, I really liked about the uh, about the article is for the freelancer, it really breaks down the the client, right, and the intention yep. um, of your engagement with the client. Like, are you just building them sort of a simple blog, or are you building them a brochureware site? And there are varying degrees of price or cost that kind of float around that. Um, totally. On the agency side, though, I obviously might be biased because I I do run an agency that they're the costs are sort of equated to the different talents being pulled into a project, right? So it's not just a developer and a designer, but it's a project manager, there's a support team, there could be a, there our own standalone content writer or, or copywriter, that kind of thing. So there are varying degrees of talents that are come on to a pool. It's not just, hey, WordPress developer, WordPress designer. Yep. Um, 
as a freelancer sort of taking in all of these or addressing these three different channels, let's just say, uh, you know, do you see a different kind of client approaching you? Um, are you trying to get yourself only to a specific client vertical that you're, that you're trying to focus on or, or will you take anything that sort of comes your way? Um, I like working with all different types of clients. Like, um, I'm actually, uh, I'm finishing up a site and it's a, like a pretty big site. Uh, right now it's a startup, um, a profitable startup. They've been around for five, six years in the area. Um, and you're merging three sites into one and then they're launching another product like next month. So I've been working on that. That's set to launch next week. Um, I'm getting ready to start on a site for a dog walker. And so I like the, I enjoy that, like that, being able to, like that difference. Um, because the dog walker's expecting different things from, from me than like the startup. And so it's not, do I, and it's not even so much do I make any more money because I put, you know, the time that I put into the other site, you know, I mean, if you break it down like hourly or, you know, or my, if you put a price on my talents or whatever, they come out to about the same. Um, but I enjoy that. I enjoy working with different types of people. Um, I enjoy meeting people, you know, and it's, if you just stick with a certain type of client, you're not really going to get out and meet anybody else and, you know, you're, I don't know, I just, and I get, I get how people, like, they, they try to focus. They want to focus on this one type of client, and that's great, um, but you can end up pigeonholing yourself, and you might get bored. Um, so just, yeah, find out, like, who you are as a person and figure that out. But I definitely enjoy working with all different types of people. Um, yeah. I did, so. It's, it's fair to say... Uh, that you know when you're in when you're in the situation of going from a startup to maybe a dog walker, <laughs> yeah. you become you become more of the business consultant, the right. the web consultant side, and that's the side that I love because you can be more dynamic and stay profitable, um, or have you know even probably make more money per hour on the sort of lower budget client because yeah. the value that you're bringing to the table is probably so much greater than a traditional business been around for six to ten years yeah. and you are just operating at these different levels like they just need deliverables. Yeah. Ozzy, we don't need to know about web marketing. We have a whole marketing team. You know, just build us the <laughs> yep. site. You know, just yep. build us the site. How much are you going to get there? We're going to hire you and pay a premium because we trust you and you're a great freelancer and you've got great referrals but you know, your other skills are not needed in this case whereas the dog walker potentially could use just an off-the-shelf theme but all of the web marketing knowledge from from Aussie yep. and putting everything together correctly, making the site load fast, submitting it to Google and all that fun stuff is, you know, ten times more valuable to them. Yep. Uh, awesome stuff. Let's talk about a little old podcast called <laughs> Now that my competitor is clearly out of the way, I have <laughs> to control the market of podcast. Um, <laughs> How did that well, start? You said you never met Rob, and that's how, and you just met him on the internet, yeah. and it kind of, uh, you know, sparked from yeah. there. But give us the rundown. What was the, uh, what was your intentions? What was the goals, if any, uh, with so the podcast? When we, when we first started it, um, I was actually gonna only gonna be on for like, it was him, it was him, another guy, uh, and Bobby Brooks, like really nice guy. He lives in Texas, um, and then I had like a five-minute segment, like in the middle of the podcast. Um, and it kind of grew from there. Um, so then Bobby had other stuff to do, like other engagements, so he, he stopped doing it, um, and I became the co-host. Um, but originally, like the three of us, when you know, when, I, when Rob first started talking about, oh, I, I want to do a podcast, um, it was, I want it to be different. Um, all of us kind of did. Um, we didn't want it to be like the same old stagnant, oh, this is, you know, like, oh, well, this is WordPress, and we're going to talk about stuff that only WordPress people talk about or want to hear about, um, which is, I mean, I'm not trying to down any other podcasts, really, um, but it just kind of gets old and repetitive when there's, you know, you can, at any moment of any day, you can go watch, you know, go watch a podcast or listen to your iTunes podcast, and it's about the same stuff. Um, we wanted it to be a little bit more entertaining than like your 
average podcast, which I think we um, we were pretty good at. Um, so that's where it started. Um, we were like getting re- we we were getting a lot more views like every week. Whenever we would actually promote it, um, it was growing. So which was really cool. And seeing that growth was was awesome. Um, it definitely doesn't happen overnight. Like for everybody's trying to start a podcast, um, you know, <laughs> like you definitely know that map. Um, you know, it just takes a lot of effort. And you guys, like you guys, have so many people like behind the scenes doing stuff. You know. Um, there's tons of work that it's not just this smooth, <laughs> right? Um, but it was awesome. Yeah. The uh, when you guys time. first started, uh, I remember talking uh, to Rob, and you were probably on the phone uh, at, uh, during that call, and and I quoted him on saying that he was looking to be the sort of Howard Stern of WordPress uh, podcasting. Um, about right. <laughs> how did that goal? I, I mean, I I know because I've watched it. Um, <laughs> how, how did that uh, you know turn out for you? What was the feedback like? I know there were some um, some edgy guests, I guess, some Howard Stern like guests that appeared on the show. How did that go yeah. uh, as far as feedback from the community um, and stuff like that? Um, overall, so I mean, we had one guest that was like really out there, um, but. I mean, it was WordPress related, um, but overall, like the the feedback from the community was like positive. But I think it was because it was it was different, and we were being genuine about it. Like that's like if you tuned into the podcast, that's who we were. Um, we weren't trying to fake it at all. Um, we weren't trying to be anything we weren't. Um, and I think people respected that and they liked it. And so I think that's why they you know they tuned in. Not to mention like we had like crazy guests for, like, we had amazingly good guests for as new of a podcast as we were. I mean, we had you on um, once. We had, like, the CEO or the founder from, like, Page Lee. We had uh, uh, WP, the guy from WP Engine. I forget his name. Jason. Um, yeah. So we had Josh from Page Lee, Jason. Uh, we had those guys. We had uh, Dino Dogan, huge content guy like business like he talks to like C-level execs um, everywhere all over the country awesome guy he started Triber um, the the kind of guests that we were able to get I think were I don't know if it was because of the kind of show that we were doing or maybe it was just we actually tried to go get those guests um, but it was positive like the kind of and people actually learn stuff from the podcast as you know, we weren't trying to be super serious, but people still learn quite a bit. We did ask, like, you know, pretty tough questions. Um, we weren't easy on anybody. Um, but because of that, you know, people, whoever was watched, whoever watched them, like, they actually learned something. You know, they got something more out of it than just somebody's opinion on how to create a plugin or, you know, I don't know what else other people are talking about these days. But um, so it was good. Yeah. I've been on a few podcasts being uh, interviewed, and I think by far you you had rounded up probably the best questions that I've ever been asked on a podcast. So awesome. not Rob. I don't know what Rob <laughs> was doing during that episode. I think he was just sitting there playing Minecraft while you were doing all the hard heavy lifting. Um, but it is difficult. I mean, and, and as you know, it is difficult um, to get something going. It's it's it is that consistency, and you read about this stuff for anybody out there who uh, wants to do a podcast, or maybe is telling their clients that content marketing and podcasting video shows are the way to go, which I firmly believe they are. However, that level of commitment that you have to take, and you'll read about it, right? It's like everything else. You want to lose 15 pounds, and you're like, no problem. Today, I start off by drinking just 600 calories of protein, and I'm going to do that for three weeks straight, and by the end of the end of the week, I'll, be, I'll have my beach body. Yep. It works for one day, two days, and then by the third day, you're pounding marshmallows and you're making s'mores yeah. outside, and you've totally yeah. fallen off off the rails. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what did you guys do to try to keep the consistency up for as long as you did? I mean, it was tough. You were trying to do it every, I think, every week, and then there were some. Yeah, we uh, started off. We started off doing it like wanted to do it once a month, and people like, well, no, like we want, like we actually like people were actually like, no, like you guys need to do it more often. <laughs> um, so then we started doing it like every two weeks 
and then uh, so people were like, you know, like, you know, every week is good. Like, that's what you need to do. So it's like, well, man, like, I don't know if we can, like, it was a lot of work, like, getting those guests and, like, do show notes and um, we wouldn't do pre-interviews, but, like, we'd set everything up and um, so it, it got to be, it got to be a lot of work and then Rob would do, like, the post-production stuff um, as far as, yeah, because you just don't record the this Google Hangout. Like, this is just a very small step. There's post-production you have to do. You have to get the levels right, um, you know, after the fact. You have to make sure the audio is good, the video is good. Um, if you want to add captions and stuff to your, you know, all of that stuff when you put it up on YouTube and you send it to iTunes, that's a whole different, that's a whole other ball game iTunes. Um, so, but uh, it's easier if you're enjoying it, I think. Like, if you're actually enjoying doing it, it's like anything else. Like, I don't know if anybody really enjoys dieting. And, <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I, I get all those paleo people, but, you know, those paleo people are like the people that are vegetarian, not for, you know, be, not, not because they don't like, you know, like, it's not that they don't like meat, but it's better for them or whatever. It's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know. You don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> right, you right. want a Slurpee. You yeah. want a Slurpee. Um, you don't but, really enjoy those CrossFit workouts. You're just doing it to no. take photos and I, jump on bumps. Come on. Yeah. yeah. You just want to like look cool. Like, right. and So you get enjoyment out of looking cool, and maybe that's why you, you know, enjoy getting your butts kicked. Um, <laughs> I like yoga, though. Yoga's <laughs> good. Yoga is good. Um, but, yeah, if but, you enjoy it, it's like anything else. If you really enjoy it, like, it'll be easier for you. Yeah, so WordPress podcasts seem to still be on the rise. I mean, I, I saw a few the other day. I certainly, you know, contrary to popular belief, I certainly was not the first WordPress podcast. <laughs> uh, there were there the were others uh, that were much more, uh, I'd say, casual and not focused on the business side of things. But there, more WordPress podcasts are coming. I mean, are, are we still just talking to ourselves, really, or the tight-knit community, or are we able to branch out to, to other folks? I think it depends on the it depends on the format and what you're talking about. Um, what if if you're very if you tend to be very technical, um, or are or even if you and how you talk to the audience or how you talk to the guests, um, you're gonna get other people that are already in the community. Um, the cool thing about podcasts like yours, per se, right? Um, yeah, it's like, you know, centered around business and WordPress, but, and this was like one of the things we talked about when you were on WP Bacon, we, you can, you can watch your podcast and you can take bits of information and apply them to other businesses. Like maybe I'll watch the Met report and so you know, I'll tell my dog walker client, like you need to watch this cause like you can take advantage of that. Um, the, you know, and so the, the cool thing with WP Bacon was, you could watch it, not really be a WordPress person, like, you know, but you could learn something like, you know, oh, I didn't know, like, you could do that with WordPress or like when we had Dino Dogan on, that was completely, that was just all about, you know, content marketing and not really having anything to do with WordPress. They have a WordPress plugin that integrates with their stuff, but you can, you know, so it just depends on the kind of podcast that you have um, as far as where you're where your viewership is going to come from and, you know, getting out to that viewership. Um, so you just have to be really careful, but yeah, I hope less people are, you know, just sitting there talking to themselves for half an hour, um, <laughs> you know, talking about like, oh, I've heard that before. That's the other thing. Like a lot of it's been done, you know, um, so you just have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, any, words of advice for those uh, young podcasters starting out there, especially in the WordPress space, one piece of advice you'd give them uh, before they boot up and, and continue their trek down the podcasting scene? Before they've done it? Yeah. Um, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it gets easier. Um, you know, if you have you know, your first time out, you know, you're watching the viewers at the bottom of your... Uh, Google Hangout, if that's what you're using, don't be discouraged, um, and you know, be yourself. Um, people, people are people, and they can see through. Hopefully, at this point, um, they can see through, you know, stuff that 
perspective that's not you or you're just, you know, you're up on a pedestal uh, or, you know, you're talking from your soapbox. So uh, just be yourself and be real. Like, don't. Uh, that's what I would say. And then it's easy to, to keep going if you're, yeah. you know, you're not having to fake it every time you, you go out to podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It's That is some great stuff. Looking back, sort of, one year, five years, ten years, is there anything you would do differently to get to where you are today? Um, maybe not so much a, a regret, but uh, something that you might, you know, shift differently if you could go back in a, in a DeLorean and uh, step <laughs> I, back. I, I wish I would have started sooner. Um, as, like, as far as freelancing, like going out on my own, just taking that leap. Um, it was always scary, like, you know. Uh, my situation came up, you know, I had a full-time job in tech, and whenever I got laid off, I took a few months off, and I would always done this, kind of like moonlighting, right? Um, you know, doing it for extra money, or um, whatever on the side, like at nights or on weekends. Um, and then I started, it just so happened, I started getting phone calls, you know, before I started looking for another job in tech. Um, and I was like, hey. I need a site, or I need this, and like, oh yeah, no problem. And it started kind of steamroll from there, and um, I decided, oh, it's like, oh, I'll just do this until you know it's not fun anymore. Because that's the other thing; like, I really enjoy doing it. So I just wish I would have taken that leap sooner. Um, you know, yeah, it's scary. It would have been scary, but I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, that is, you know, that is. Uh... That's usually the the crux of it right there. The you know getting out there and and sort of with anything right, whether it be marketing, a product, or your services business. If you just sort of sit back and wait and sort of plan, or you're just afraid to take the leap, you just never get it out there. And and then it, it's even worse because you realize that uh, along the way, sort of all the fumbling and stumbling is actually they're actually really good lessons. So if you launch early and you're tripping all over the place, guess what? You're learning a whole bunch along the way, as long as you don't go out of business. <laughs> you're learning along the way. Um, you know, and if you're able to recoup and kind of stay nimble, uh, you know, things are going to, you know, things are going to hopefully work out uh, as long as you keep learning, like you said. Yep. We're going to jump into the second segment of the show, what's in your toolbox? What app, piece of software, or hardware do you need to get through your day? Uh, like an Evernote, but maybe something a little bit more top secret that people don't know about. Cool. Oh man, like an app? Yeah, app or software, productivity tool, doesn't whatever it is that you think others might not know. Hmm. I use well, others might know it, but um and it's like kind of black hatty, so people are gonna be like, oh um but I do use stuff like Scrapebox. Um, just to get, I don't scrape content, but I, it helps me research what people are doing for keywords, like certain keywords, a lot faster. Um, it helps me find like very specific. Once you learn how to use it, it helps you find like very specific information very, very quickly just by letting something run in the background. Um, so like it's not just like a black hat SEO tool like. You can use it to make to do really cool stuff. With it. Yeah. Um, and like, just for the show notes, it's Scrapebox, correct? Scrapebox, yeah. It's a uh, Windows app, right? Yeah. Um, let me see. Other than that, let me see. I don't know. I use like all the basic stuff, you know, like Sublime, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Scrapebox is probably the 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 most unique tool that we've had mentioned so far. <laughs> One that you would really have to be in the bowels of the internet to find. Yeah, but it's like the thing is, it's like it's like supposedly you know it's it's a black hat SEO tool, um, but you can use it to do good. Um, right. You know, like it's it's really easy to find information. So. And I go try it out. It works for me to, you know, just to get ideas or find out what's happening. But I don't use it to spam people. No worries. <laughs> I don't use it to scrape content and spit. I don't. We're we're good. <laughs> awesome. We're gonna jump into the lightning round. And ask you a series of quick questions, and you'll have a series of quick answers. Uh oh. What's the one plugin that you cannot live without? Uh, WP Migrate Pro. A favorite WordPress or business book? 
I'm on a WordPress for dummies. A quote that you live or run your business by. Um, I didn't. Or I had this poster, I had this sign up, and I haven't hung it up when I moved. Uh, but it said, um, "It's not your, it's not your fault, but I'm blaming you," or something like, like that. I just thought it was funny and ironic. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice, business advice you ever received? Charge, charge for your time. Like your time is worth something. What's the longest a client project has ever taken? Nine months. No, that's that's nothing. <laughs> that's well, nothing. I mean, well, okay, so if it was a freelancer, like you can't have those things sticking around forever. Like nine months, like the, that's an attorney for a freelancer. Like an agency, it's like eh. <laughs> uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? Uh, Concrete Five. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know that was still around. Yeah, I, s I actually get phone calls about it. I'm like, I don't know it, but <laughs> well, a lot of people like it. Like everybody who's into it loves it. Wow. Uh, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out why. But <laughs> uh, who should I interview next? Oh, man. Uh, have you had Dino Dogan on? I have not. I would have. He's awesome, and he will fill up your hour like nobody's business. <laughs> really, with interesting stories and interesting quotes. Um, awesome. We'll see if we can get him on the show. And lastly, what's the what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, why we ended the WP Bacon podcast. Ah, that is correct. Why did you end it? Uh, so um, we were doing so we we're doing the podcast and the site itself, like where the podcast was based, was doing really well. Uh, we had like coupons and deals, um, like doing like affiliate, like affiliate marketing, like on a portion of the site, and we got negative SEO. It exists. Be scared, and Google anybody who says it doesn't exist. They're lying to you. Um, well, we got blasted. We got blasted for actually, we were. It was up. It stopped. We stopped getting blasted maybe a month or two ago, and so. Um, but that was why it just became like, you know, we're we're doing like we're doing actually pretty well like um, between the podcast and you know, like the sponsors and um, and the stuff on the affiliate side like the WP Banking itself was making like pretty decent money. Um, and then once that dried up, it was just, man, is it still worth it? Um, you know, and part of it was just heartbroken. Like, got it. Like, you just feel like you're somebody like crushed your dreams, like, you know, because they decided, oh, we're gonna spam blast, we're gonna negative SEO this place or the, these people. Um, so, but that's why uh, it wasn't like you know, people were asking, I was like, oh, are you a Rob? Okay, I'm like, yeah, like we're totally cool. Like we'll probably end up doing something else later on down the road or whatever. Um, there was no falling out. There was no um, anything other, you know, anything else crazy. Like we got negative SEO to hell, so <laughs> we stopped ranking for anything. It was terrible. So that exists. So be warned. Uh, I guess if you're taking the, um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know we're towards the tail end of the, of the podcast, but I mean. I would imagine that most advertisers, especially in this space, are going to want that direct marketing anyway, where you're sort of mentioning them during the podcast. It's higher engagement. You're reading ads, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, um, and not so much the rankings. Although you were you were doing some sort of uh, affiliate stuff as well, that was sort of bringing in some. Interest. Yeah. So we had so like the guests that we had on, like we'd we'd create up a page for them, you know, on the site, and you know there was coupon codes and all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, we would do it on the show, like with the guests, um, but we would also, you know, just have it on the site. Um, so that's just like passive income, you know. And that's, I mean, that's something that we all we all kind of want is money coming in that we don't actually have to work for anymore. Um, so yeah, but like just yeah, and the worst part about it is you can't really protect yourself from it. Like if somebody really wants to get you, 
<laughs> they can get you. Um, so maybe I should have but, you yeah. come back on and teach the uh, a pro members course about negative SEO and how to avoid it, <laughs> or at least how to or how to uh, maybe combat it after it does happen. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's stuff out there. Uh, you know, like you can like Google has that in place, Bing has that in place. Um, it takes a while for it to work. You don't know if it's going to work. They're so secretive about everything. Um, so yeah, that'd be fun. Like Rob would be awesome to have for that. Um, so uh, Rob would just be yelling at us the whole time. Yeah, you know, he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd get up on his on his negative SEO soapbox and he'd just be screaming. Yeah. Uh, we need somebody like you that comes in level-headed <laughs> that can actually teach the course. Uh, it keeps yeah, everything smooth. But, but yeah, um, yeah, and I think I mean other than that, uh, it was WP Baker was fun. But that's why we, that's why we're on indefinite hiatus. Like we broke up the band, but we're still friends. <laughs> uh, awesome <laughs> stuff, uh, Ozzy. Where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Right, um, you can find me on my website. It's Ozzy Rodriguez, O Z Z Y, Rodriguez with a G, not a Q, and a Z at the end. Um, dot com, uh, Twitter at Ozzy R is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. I am on Google Plus. Um, they really need to make that easier to find people. Um, but I'm on Google Plus. If you search for, uh, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, if you, if you just start searching for Ozzy and you start, yeah. you get to R O D, and I think we'll see yeah. your, your red yeah, socks. Yeah, we'll see my problem. mug. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm on. Facebook and all that other stuff. But Twitter, my website, are the easiest way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Ozzy, it's been a great interview. Uh, everybody else, matreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. That's the number one way to support the show. Secondly, if you want to learn from all these types of guests with uh, private lessons and monthly mastermind calls, matreport.com slash join. Join the pro community of WordPress entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>